Thank you so much for hitting the play button on your favorite listening device of choice from wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Duff Tyler, and this is A Duff Said. Now, if you're hearing this podcast for the very first time, welcome in. You can follow this show by going to my website, aduffsaid.com. You can also listen to this podcast by going to the Podbean app or wherever you listen to podcasts. On November 30th of last year, I was assigned to cover a girls' basketball game at Oxford High School. Sadly, I never made it there. On that day, a shooting took place at the high school and four students lost their lives. Their names were Tate Muir, Justin Schilling, Madison Baldwin, and Hannah St. Juliana. These were four young people that were very bright and very gifted individuals. They were destined for great things in life, and they will never be forgotten. Now this week's show is not intended to reset the events of that horrific day. Instead, I'm focusing on the Oxford baseball team and how they've embraced and embodied the phrase that the entire Oxford community wants to be defined by, and that is Oxford Strong. Now since that day, we've seen those words on bumper stickers, we've seen them in hashtags on social media, we've seen them on t-shirts, we've seen it everywhere, and that includes towns all across Oakland County. But what does it mean to be Oxford Strong? Well, as you're about to hear from members of the Wildcat baseball team, it means something to everyone. Everyone is Oxford strong in their own way, and that includes the Detroit Lions. Now, just days before the tragedy at Oxford, the Lions appeared to be headed for a second winless season in franchise history. Just five days after the tragedy at Oxford, the Lions hosted the Minnesota Vikings. The Lions were just seconds away from another gut-wrenching defeat, which is really nothing new for them. But then, the miraculous happened. First victory of the year on the line. Goff's got it. Back, looks, throws, ends up. Yes! Caught! Touchdown, Detroit Lions! They did it! Armin Ross St. Brown in the receiving end! Oh, they're rushing the field! They've done it! Three zeros on the clock. This game is over. It's over. After the game, head coach Dan Campbell had an emotional message for Oxford. This game ball goes to the whole Oxford community. All those were affected. Um, and that being said, man, I just, you know, I just, I want us to not forget these names, Madison Baldwin, Hannah St. Juliana, Justin Schilling, Tate Muir, Phoebe Arthur, uh, John Ashuto, Riley France, Elijah Mueller, Kylie Osiji, Aiden Watson, and Molly Darnell, who's a teacher. Um, those those names um, for all those uh, you know will never be forgotten, and they're in our hearts and our prayers, and all the families, and not to mention all those that were affected by all of this. Uh, the classmates, the brothers and sisters, the cousins, the teachers, uh, everybody. On April 28th. Oxford received the game ball. The plan is to display it at both the school and with different organizations around the Oxford community. Now, as for the Oxford baseball team, 
they've gone with a special patch on their hats to honor the victims. Now this season didn't start out the way the Wildcats had planned out, but they've recently picked up some crucial OAA Red conference wins over the past couple of weeks. Center fielder Brady Carpenter is in his senior season with the Oxford baseball team. Next year, he'll be out on the diamond at Saginaw Valley State. Brady was one of four members of the Oxford baseball team that I caught up with this week. He was teammates with Tate Muir on the Oxford football team. Brady shared with me what it was like to be Tate's teammate. Brady defines Oxford strong with a message of love. My conversation with center fielder Brady Carpenter starts now. What has been the difference in the last week? Uh, just like you said, like we didn't have a good start, but you know our last two opponents for league games have been our two biggest rivals. And I play football too, and when you play your biggest rivals, just a chip on your shoulder just becomes about. And I think that team has this team has just just been about it. And Coach Eric and Coach Carp and Coach Rogers have all been dialed in on us and you know challenged us. And I think we've uh, answered the bell. And we continue to keep striving and keep building on what we can do. And, you know, it all starts with our teammates, all starts with our pitching, and just playing for each other. Because at first we didn't know what we were. Now we're starting to get an identity, and I think that's our biggest key to success in the future. So you were also on the football team. You had that emotional win in districts against Clarkston. What was it like to see them out on the diamond today? Um, this, is probably, this is the first time since, I've, since football season. Uh, Definitely there is, uh, you know, you never, I don't, I respect my rivals, but I uh, couldn't say anything else about them. So seeing them again, it just kind of gives me again, like I said, a chip on my shoulder. And, you know, granted, you know, I know some of those guys, but, you know, when I'm in the diamond, they're not my friends. They're not, they're my opponents. And I don't see them anything else other than that. And, you know, my goal is to win. I'll do anything to do that. And today we got the job done. And tomorrow we're going to do the same thing and we're going to sweep them. Coach said that you guys embody the two words that we've seen described about Oxford for the last several months now, and that is Oxford strong. When you hear those two words and that it's applied to you, what does that mean to you? Uh, right now, it means the world. Uh, we have been through probably something that no other person, I hope, on this planet will ever have to go through ever again. And seeing these guys every single day and building a relationship with my coaches and building a relationship with the community we're just, we are honestly, we are just trying to honor the people and honor what had happened to us. And we're not trying to make it about ourselves. We're not trying to make it, you know, me, me, me. It's about us. And, you know, this O represents a whole community and not just, not just us. And that's what we're trying to do. And, you know, we wear this patch on our hats to prove and to honor those that we don't have anymore. And, you know, and we're just trying to honor it every day. And that word, me, those two words are probably more than my name right now and you know I play for that and that's what we all play for. Being on the football team you were teammates with Tate Muir. Describe what he was like. Uh, Tate was Tate was the all-around goofball athlete, freak athlete. Um, I played I've known him since I was uh, very young um, and uh, he was he played running back for us so I played quarterback so I spent a lot of time with him playing running back and then we made a transition to him to play tight end this year, and he had he had no complaints. Never seen someone have lead the team in tackles, second in receiving yards, and second in rushing yards ever. 
and legit just if you watch our game film this year you'll see why this kid could have would have been something special and you know I miss him every day um, you know I wish I could you know talk to him again but you know he's looking down on us right now and you know I'm, I'm trying to honor him every day play for him his family and you know the three others and he was he was just someone that you could always go talk to had a smile on his face they didn't know much you know he had such a such a good learner he never you know if you went up to talk to him about something and you know help him out he always would you know wouldn't tell you you know I'm better than you he was always you know he didn't care what you said he just listened and it's probably one of the best learners I've ever been been, uh, been around and you know he made me better and made our team better and it proved when we started 0-3 and, and finished 5-6-4 and and so and you've got his patch along with the three other victims on your hat. What does it mean to you guys to have that and to honor them every time you take the field or you're just out in the community? Uh, it means legit everything. Uh, we are uh, we are all in this together, and we, we try to preach that to each other every day. And as a senior, you know, it's kind of a love-hate right now with graduating on the 4th, so you don't really get to be there in the school anymore. So you're kind of doing more in the community and, you know, get to wear it. But, you know, I'm excited. Um, our, our youth right now has just our building and our, we have a lot of the good people in the positions to run what's going on. And I'm excited to see what the future has for this community. And, you know, I say it all the time, love always wins. And we're not gonna let what happened define us. And, you know, if you see us now and you guys think we're at a top point, just wait for another couple of years and Oxford's gonna be something more than anyone can imagine. You guys have definitely embodied Oxford Strong, but what's it like to go to places like Lake Orion or anywhere else in the state and you see those communities say that they too are Oxford Strong? Uh, it means, like I said, every all the support that we've had means the world. And, you know, we watched, we went to basketball games and seeing everyone wear all of our stuff and, you know, seeing all that, it means, it realizes that we're not alone, like I said, and it realizes that, you know, as much as, you know, the University of Michigan, Michigan State, all the Pistons, the Lions, all of them did that stuff during that time, and you don't really hear about it now because it's all gone and it's for almost forgotten, and we don't, we never forget. But when you see the community still, this May 1st it is today, or 2nd, sorry, and it was November 30th that happened, and it's still Oxford Strong, and you see that it just shows that, you know, people don't forget, and we're resilient, and we are, this is the most resilient teammates, friends I've had, coaches, everyone that was a part of it, I've seen and you know, nothing can stand in our way now and you know, as much as I love having people wear Oxford Strong, once they take it off and it's like Orion, I'm still trying to beat them and you know, I'll do whatever it takes. Last week you guys got the game ball that Dan Campbell, the head coach of the Lions, dedicated to Oxford. What was it like to see that moment and then to get that ball last week? Uh, it meant It meant everything. Uh, I remember watching that game because uh, I I happened to be at the uh, Michigan game when they scored 42 and three, and you know you start to see like wow this is a coincidence whatever, and then the Lions wear the Oxford gear and everyone wears that and they end up winning I think it was their first win, and yeah, it, only the Lions could oh, win their first game yeah. in that moment that was just perfect exactly. that they finally uh, won one for you guys exactly and it it kind of kind of sucks at saying this but we were at I was actually at Tate's viewing before that game happened or before that game happened and coming home from his viewing and seeing the Lions win 
I think I talked to my parents just sobbing in there saying, you know, it's a sign. And, you know, they're with us every single day. And to see Dan Campbell and the Lions organization give us that game ball and say what they what they told us they were going to do for us, prove that they did it to us because actions speak louder than words. As much as we can say Oxford Strong, we gotta, you got to prove you're Oxford Strong. And everyone that's done it and everyone in this community that's around Oxford has shown that actions speak louder than words and love always wins. But you've been playing baseball for four years now here at Oxford. What do you get out of playing for the Oxford community as a baseball player? Uh, I, you get you get a lot of fun. That's what I'll tell you. And being with Coach Herrick, he's practically a second dad to me. I grew up with him. Um, you know, just walking out on this field just means something special. And you know, like I said, I played football and baseball. And I'll tell you, strapping or putting my cleats on, and you know, wearing, putting this hat on, and walking out in the sunshine right out to that field is just something special. And I'm gonna miss it a lot. Um, you know, I played here as a freshman on varsity. And, you know, playing in the same position for four straight years, you know, you kind of don't want to leave. And, you know, I've been comfortable with it, you know, and I'm excited. And I I legit just, I would never, if I, I would never take back what I've done here and I wouldn't transfer schools ever. How did you discover baseball? My dad, um, my father, he was a uh, baseball player in high school and played college ball at OU. Um, so I kind of, at a young age, I... Uh, I wanted to become exactly what he was, and I've been. My dream is to play college baseball, which I'm playing at Saginaw Valley next year. So, um, you know, that was my dream, and you know, I just, you know, every my life is baseball, and I've kind of made that because, you know, just baseball is everything to me. How did you land at SVSU? Uh, I was, uh, I was, you know, Saginaw. My brother plays at Northwood for football, and Saginaw Valley is their biggest rival. So. Uh, you know, I kind of knew what Saginaw Valley was about, and you know, I, Coach Jacks uh, up there, he's the head coach, trying to start recruiting me, and uh, I fell in love with him, fell in love with the program, fell in love with everything about Saginaw Valley, the campus, everything, and I'm super excited to be up there, and I'm just chepping up a bit to get there. I know it hasn't happened yet, but what's the trash talk between the two of you been like so far? So Drew is a junior, or is a sophomore up there, so we had the first football game this past year at Saginaw Valley and playing for the Axe Bowl. And I happened to be on a football recruiting visit there too. Um, and uh, I was able to take a couple selfies with the ax because we'd won. So I've been trashing him all the time. And you know, he kind of gives it back because Northwood's gotten us a couple of times in baseball, but you know, I'm excited. And you know, I, we have a couple couple money bets on the line with uh, who's gonna win. And you know, it's, it's, I'm excited. I have been to some of those Saginaw Northwood baseball games. The trash talk gets unreal. So you're in for something special there. Enjoy those four years. Yeah, thank you. Brady Carpenter, thank you so much for making the time this week. All the best to you. Good luck at Saginaw Valley State. Thank you, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. That was an awesome conversation, and there are many more still to come on this edition of A Duff Said. Up next, head coach Dave Herrick. If it's pizza night, Sheldon Street Pizza has got you covered. But if you're sticking to salad, be sure to cover it in one of Sheldon's signature dressings. 
Sheldon Street Pizza now has homemade ranch, Italian, and Greek salad dressings bottled up and ready for purchase. You can also order a freshly prepared salad from Sheldon because at Sheldon Street Pizza, it's more than just pizza. Order today by calling 248-791-7111 or you can visit them online at SheldonStreetPizza.com or just stop by 3767 South Baldwin Road in Orion Township. If it's pizza time, it's time to go to Sheldon Street Pizza. And that's a tough said. Fourth Coast Cider Works is the place to be for hard cider in Oakland County. Located in the main entrance to Canterbury Village, Fourth Coast is quality craftsmanship, quality hard cider. Stop by Fourth Coast and try some of their many flavors on tap. You can also take some home in a can or a howler. Fourth Coast is open Thursday through Sunday. For a complete list of ciders and hours, go to fourthcoastciderworks.com. The best hard cider is on the Fourth Coast. And that's a Duff said. Not available for anybody under the age of 21. Please drink responsibly. Dave Herrick is in his ninth season as head coach of the Oxford baseball team. As you're about to hear, he recently made a special connection with another baseball coach that has had to guide his players through similar difficult circumstances that Oxford went through. My conversation with head coach Dave Herrick starts now. How would you summarize things have gone for you guys thus far this season? Um... We've been in, we've been competitive in most games. Um, you know the boys are kind of doing well. We're on a four-game win streak. Um, the boys are kind of coming into their own. It was a rocky start. We were making some errors that we knew we shouldn't be doing, and just uh, not playing great baseball. But this last week and a half, the boys have really been playing great. What has gotten into you guys over this last week? I think just the boys' confidence. We started winning. Uh, we started off the year with a really hard schedule. We started the year with Orchard Lake St. Mary's, then went on to um, Country Day. And so the start of the season was tough for us just to try to get our rhythm. But the boys, now that they're winning, they kind of got their confidence. They got their legs going. And um, I think that's the biggest thing is they're just playing with confidence and they believe in themselves. What is the makeup of this team? We're tough. We're, we're Oxford strong. These boys are so resilient, so tough. Um, the most resilient group of kids I've ever been around. So even though we started off the year difficult, um, they knew what we were capable of. They knew where we would get to. So um, we're just tough, resilient kids. Those two words right there that you just used, Oxford strong, that has really come to symbolize this community and what it stands for. What does it mean to you to be Oxford Strong and embody that? So I think for me to be Oxford Strong, and I think the boys the same same way, we're never out of the fight. That's one of our standards that we always preach. No matter if it's we're down five runs or, or up a bunch, we're never out of the fight. We're going to battle to the end, um, regardless of what the situation is. You know, life can always be difficult and throw you curveballs, but... Uh, as long as you're resilient, which we know these boys are, um, you're never out of it. Seems like everywhere you go nowadays, you always see Oxford strong. It's in Lake Orion, it's in Clarkston. 
So many communities have come to stand by you guys after what happened in November. What has it been like to have that kind of support from really the entire state? It's been amazing. You know, this being my ninth year coaching, I know many of the guys have been here the duration that I have. Um, every single one of the OAA Red coaches, and OAA coaches for that matter, reached out right after the fact. So the love and support we've seen in our community is amazing. And we have five other teams in our conference, the OAA Red. Those guys came to our first practice. They brought players. So it's not just the coaches. It's the support of the players from these other communities. Um, I've had, and you say the state, I've had coaches I've talked with, um, Coach Fitzgerald down at Parkland, Stoneman Douglas. So the support we've got nationally has been amazing. It's, uh, the boys really feel the love I do, um, and it's helped us through for sure. That's so awesome that Parkland and so many other people have reached out to you. How does that just make you feel knowing that there are so many people, some that you may never even known, that have come to stand by you guys? You know, unfortunately, we're a part of a club that you never want to be a part of. Um, and had November not had the way, the 30th, um, I would have never known Coach Fitz. Um, I'm just heartwarming to know that we're not alone in this fight. Um, I don't want to say it makes it easier because nothing's easier. Um, but it's just nice to know that you have people that have been there, um, have given you suggestions, given you ideas. What we did, um, which really helped me as a coach to help navigate the situation and help these boys through. What are some of those conversations like? Um, just open and honest. We, we want to be as transparent with the kids and honest. Um, we need to know where they're at as humans not just in the, the game of baseball. We want to know how they are in life. Um, baseball is kind of an avenue that we get to teach life skills. Um, so that that's big for us, is to just know how they are as kids and where they're at as humans. Um, when they're good with that and in their, their life's outside of the game, everything will take care of itself on the field. So we like having baseball, having them around. We think it's a good avenue for them, a positive way that they can all be together uh, and kind of work through their emotions and work through things that they need to but baseball has been huge for all of them myself included coaches included when you talk about life skills you know you're always going to have guys that come and go every season but when that time comes when that final out is made on this field and they get ready to take that next step in their lives what are some things that you hope that you've imparted on them and they'll take away from being a part of your program I think one of the first things is, is hard work, no matter if things are going well or, or not going well. Um, like like I said, one of our standards is you're never out of the fight, and we feel that that holds true in, in the game of life. Um, you know, we talk a lot about hope versus expectations. If you're thinking, I'm hopeful that I do well on a test, or I hope I get in that bat, you probably haven't put the work in to get there. If you expect to do well on a test or you expect to get a hit, there's probably some work that went along with that. So you have the expectation that you're going to get the job done. So we talk a lot about that, hope versus expectation, and I think that's a life skill that can carry on through the work or in your work life and personal life later down the road. Uh, another big one is, is hard work and being competitive. You know, as they go for jobs and go for schools and grow up to be husbands and fathers, you know, you have to be competitive and fight for the things you believe in and, and you want. How would you describe the kind of players that you want on your team? What are some of the things that you hope that these kids bring to the table when they start to really 
embody what you have uh, taught them and bring to the program? I think just good, well-rounded student athletes. You know, we can't lose sight of we're working with 14 to 18 year old young men uh, that are students first. Um, and I feel like we do a great job here of, of pushing academics and making sure the kids take care of things in the classroom first and foremost so they can get the, the ability to play baseball. Um, if they're not taking care of schoolwork, then obviously they're not going to be able to play baseball. Um, so we push academics hard in our program. So we're looking for students that are respectful to their teachers, to their classmates, to community members that are willing to go out and do things outside of just the two hours we have a practice or the games. If you know their neighbor needs help, they're going to be willing to go help. If, if uh, there's youth baseball that needs help, they're going to go out and help. So servant leadership is big for us, and we, we like players that are willing to to put things before themselves, you know. You have been a baseball coach now for well over a decade between your time being an assistant and your nine seasons at Oxford. What has the experience of coaching taught you? Uh, it has taught me to take a step back and kind of just enjoy every situation. Uh, when I started nine years ago, I was obviously quite a bit younger. Uh, I was a little quick to get heated maybe with umpires, uh, with the boys, trying to change a culture of things. And in, in my nine years, I have just really taken a step back and learned to appreciate and watch the journey of these kids coming in as freshmen and then leaving as young men. So for me, uh, really just slowing down, enjoying the process, enjoying the ride. Whether we win, whether we lose, it's a great day on the ball field, and I'd love being around our 18 players and 51 in the program. So. You are a Livonia guy. You grew up in that area. How much did you know about Oxford when uh, the position first became available? Uh, so, yeah, I'm Livonia through and through. I grew up there. I played baseball at Madonna University in Livonia. So I didn't go far through my college years. Uh, so my wife, uh, Karen, she grew up in Oxford. Uh, she's actually in the Athletic Hall of Fame. So when we started dating in college, she played basketball and volleyball at Madonna. You know, I'm driving up. 24, it was Baldwin at the time, coming up into Oxford. I had no clue where this was. Uh, just, you know, you hear it on the news every once in a while when they're doing weather, but, you know, being a Wayne County guy and in Livonia, we never ventured up this far into Oakland County. So I really knew nothing about Oxford, but I love it. It's home. It's, it's such a great place to raise a family. I have two kids, seven and five. Uh, we live in Oxford. There's, there's no better place in the world. What does it mean to you to represent this community? It's everything. It's everything. You know, everything we've been through uh, over the past four months, um, to be able to wear Oxford across your chest means everything to me. Um, watching these boys smile and compete, have fun, they do a great job of representing themselves and their community and their families. So for me, it's just a tremendous honor to be able to coach Oxford be a part of the community. I'm going to share a little story with you real quick because like you, I didn't know much about Oxford when I came out here. I uh, lived in Marine City for a number of years. Before that, I, I'm a native Hoosier. I'm from Indiana. I tell that story a lot on my podcast. But when I got to Orion Township nearly five years ago, all I really knew about Oxford was the horses yeah. because I have a friend of mine, my wife's uh, former boss, raises some of the horses that compete in the equestrian uh, program here at Oxford. So I only knew it for the horses, but I've gotten to know this area. And just like you, it's an amazing community. Yeah. What are some of the best parts of Oxford? The people. 
the people, whether it's a neighbor of yours or someone you've never met and you're, you're out to eat at a restaurant or you're at Meyer, the grocery store or wherever, everybody's helpful, everybody's polite, everybody's willing to go out of their way to help you. Um, it's just the people. It's, it's such a community feel. You know, it's not a small community anymore. We're a big D1 school and there's a huge, huge town, huge community. Um, but it has that small town feel where people are willing to, to go out of their way to help, uh, make sure you're doing okay, they're willing to help and do anything they can to make sure things go smoothly. Um, through my nine, nine years, you know, that community feel is, hasn't been any stronger than it has and since November. Um, we got great families here in the baseball program, the school as a whole. Um, they do a great job to make sure that that community feel is not lost. With the guys that you have with your program, you said you got 18 on the roster, 51 total. What would you like to see happen for this group moving forward with the rest of this season? Well, I think, you know, the start to conference play for us was not the best. After two weeks, we're one and five, but we picked up the first one against Clarkston. Uh, we're in a good spot. We're up two nothing uh, through four in game two. So I think, you know, if these boys hold true to the standard that we have of you're never out of the fight, you know, we kind of put ourselves in a tough spot, but if they keep playing baseball the way that they're capable of playing, I think that we have a chance to, to be in the top half, if not compete for an OAA title. Uh, it would be the first of my nine years. Um, and the, the expectation is always to try to win the last game of the season, you know, out in East Lansing. So that's got to be the expectation of these boys, which it is. They're going to fight and grind and do everything that they can to make sure that we go as far into the season as we can. Coming up, you'll meet a member of the Oxford baseball team that has not only enjoyed being a part of the community, but hopes to give back for generations to come. Looking for the best hard cider in Oakland County? Then stop by Fourth Coast Cider Works. Located in the main entrance to Canterbury Village, Fourth Coast has many flavors on tap and some you can take home. Fourth Coast is open Thursday through Sunday. For a complete list of ciders and hours, go to fourthcoastciderworks.com. Fourth Coast Cider Works. Quality craftsmanship. Quality hard cider. Not available to anybody under the age of 21? Please drink responsibly. When my wife and I moved to Lake Orion four years ago, we had to do two things. Get to know the area and find great pizza. That's when we met Sheldon. Sheldon's the kindest guy you'll meet in Orion Township. His heart is as big as his pizzas, and once you order one, you'll see why Sheldon is our guy for pizza time. Sheldon Street Pizza is located at 3667 Baldwin Road across from the Great Lakes Athletic Club. You can look them up online at sheldonstreetpizza.com. Sheldon is ready to serve you the best pizza, breadsticks, and sandwiches that are always made fresh when you order them. Sheldon Street Pizza. More than just pizza. And that's a Duff Said.
It's springtime in the state of Michigan, but you'd never know it by these temperatures that we've been having lately. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we got a preview of summer. We had a day where it was in the mid-80s, but a few days later, it was back down into the 40s, and we saw some snowflakes. For the last few weeks, it's barely gotten above 60 degrees here in the state of Michigan, and this past Monday, when I attended the Oxford game against Clarkston, it was another day in which you had to bring the blanket to the ballpark. But that didn't stop some Oxford fans from coming out to cheer the Wildcats. One guy who really appreciated the community support is my next guest, senior shortstop Tony Hatsa-Giorgio. When did you discover baseball? Uh, I started playing when I was around five. My dad played a lot growing up with his brother, so he got me into it at a pretty young age. What was it about those games with your dad that, that you and the, he enjoyed? Uh, I'd say baseball is one of the things that's brought my dad and I so close. Just after dinner, I was going out to play catch or go hit in the driveway. Uh, I think it's something that it's been really special and it's helped me bring, like, help bring me closer to my dad and find a sport that I love. Yeah, what is that relationship with you and him like? Uh, it's something special because I've been doing it since I was so young, and even today we'll go out and play catch or play a game of pig on our basketball hoop, and it's something that I want to carry on with my kids as well because it's so special to me. What's it like to take the field and see your dad out there watching? It means the world to me because ever since my young games too, he's always been there, and I could always pick him out. Uh, he's come, you know, tries to get off work early, not have to do extra stuff, just, we, just so he can see me play, and that's something that I'll forever be thankful for. So baseball is your only sport. What do you get out of playing baseball? Uh, I would say everything in the sense that it's you know after school you don't want to do homework all right let's go play baseball i've made so many great friendships learned so many lessons and you know it's like a community here of coaches and friends and it's i'd say it's something i get a lot out of it what does it mean to you to represent that community of oxford it means everything because just to have the community support even last year just to see all the support that we get for our home games it's something that like I want to give back to the community that I like when I have kids and it's really cool to see how many people come out just to watch a baseball game. What's it like to see those fans in the stands even though it's a cold day like today but they're still coming out to support you guys? Uh, it means everything it's you know it's hard to say thank you when someone's freezing their for the last two hours watching you play but it's really cool because it's like you know we're only high schoolers we just finished calculus and we get to play in front of all of our friends and families I think it's a really cool experience. What is it like to wear the Oxford jersey and to embody the phrase Oxford strong? I would say it's it's something really important to me because the community and everybody has represented Udini over these past several months. And getting on the baseball field, it's not a one man can do it all. You have to do it as a team. So I think, you know, when we hear the term Oxford Strong, it's we're in this together. You know, we're all here for each other. And, you know, at, the, at our highest highs and lowest lows, we're all going to be brothers at the end of it. What is that brotherhood here at Oxford like for you? It's, uh, it's something that's really tight. Last year and this year, it's like, you know, it's like you got your best friends going to play baseball. It really doesn't get much better than this. I mean, Having classes with all these guys, seeing them at school, like, you know, I can ask these guys like for answers on homework or what I'm doing wrong with my swing. What are some of your goals and expectations that you have as we now are in the month of May for Oxford baseball? Uh, we want to finish strong, finish out uh, the rest of conference play really strong and heading into districts. You know, the goal is to take it home. We haven't won a district championship since my freshman year. 
And, you know, it's, that's something that, you know, I saw the guys who took it home, but I needed to be a part of the team, and I think that's a really cool experience that we'd all love to have. What would it mean to you to get that district championship trophy in your senior year? Uh, it'd mean everything. I mean, we're playing here at home for districts and would have both of our top rivals, Lake Orion and Clarkston, so to take them down one last time as a Wildcat would mean, would mean everything to me. Tony Hatsa Giorgio, thank you so much for making the time. Appreciate it. Part of being Oxford strong is overcoming adversity. Up next, you'll hear from one player who has certainly overcome a lot in order to get to his senior season with the Oxford baseball team. Once again, I want to say thank you so much for hitting the play button on this podcast. Now, for as little as $2 a month or $24 a year, you can help this show to continue to grow and provide the content that you enjoy. And if you become a patron of A Duff Said, we have got a lot of great gifts in store for you. We've got bumper stickers. We've got t-shirts. Heck, I'll even record your voicemail message. So if you're having trouble ever figuring out what to say, I'll say it for you. And that's A Duff Said. If you'd like to become a patron of A Duff Said, all you got to do is go to patron.podbean.com backslash A Duff Said. One guy who definitely defines what it means to be Oxford strong is senior outfielder Eddie Bienyesh. He has had to overcome injuries and the pandemic to get to his senior season with Oxford, and he is making the most of it this year on the diamond. When did you first discover baseball? Uh, just like those guys, four or five years old, just picked it up and went from there, I guess. What do you remember about your first game here at Oxford? My first game here at Oxford would have been last year since I uh, I had I tore my ACL my freshman year, so I didn't get to play my freshman year, and then COVID happened. So uh, first game this year, or sorry, last year, my first would be my first game at uh, this field, and uh, we mercyed, and it's a great all-around game. The team was a lot of fun. You have had to overcome a lot to get to this moment, from the torn ACL to COVID. How did you get through all that? Because those are some ups and downs that some people might decide to pursue something else, but you stuck with it. How did you overcome all of that to get to where you are today? You know, just being resilient. Um, I love this game and I would do everything to keep playing all my life. Um, we're all Oxford strong. That's that's the stuff we kind of resemble with Oxford strong is we're tough like that. That's just how we go about it. What does it mean to have Oxford strong attached to you and your name? It's, it's everything. Um, we play for four victims every day. We play for each other. We play for our community. There's nothing better than that. When the injury happened, how did you react to that? And what was it about that moment that made you say, you know what, this is a bump in the road, but I'm Oxford strong and I'm going to overcome this and get onto the field? You know, I've, I've done it before with previous injuries, sadly, but uh, you know what, it's just a bump in the road and that's the way you got to really look at it is just got to bounce back. Oxford strong. How good does it feel to be out here every day after the COVID pandemic pretty much wiped out the 2020 season and then kind of shortened last year? Being out here every day, day in and day out, what's it like to finally get to experience that? 
this place is like another, this place is like home to us. Honestly, we talk about it. We go to school every day, we wake up, and uh, do, you get to come here every day with your best friends, and honestly, there's nothing, there's no other way I'd spend my day than right here. I talked to the other guys about their all-time favorite baseball movies, but just listening to what you just said, that reminds me of Field of Dreams, because for you, this is heaven. That's actually my favorite movie, so you really, yeah, it's like you're reading my mind. I had a feeling, I had a feeling there yeah. that that was probably your all-time favorite baseball movie. What is it like for you to be out here every day when you've got people out rooting for you guys, whether it's just here at the baseball diamond or out in the community? Like we said, we got the whole community behind us, Rockford Strong, getting to see uh, my friends and family, my coaches even, just uh, just being here, watching us play, it's dream come true it's really it's really everything it means a lot what is it like to play for coach Herrick it's a lot of fun I tell you what yeah we have a good time what is he like as a coach and what are some things that you have learned being a part of his program you know like I said he's a lot of fun but he, he pushes us to be the best and there's nothing more you could want from a coach what are your plans once you wrap up here at Oxford I'm attending Oakland University next year I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna try and walk on the baseball team kind of just give it a give it a go and see what happens uh, I believe they have a club team so worst case just play there I got a feeling that you are going to go very far because I've already seen what you can do overcoming injuries overcoming adversity with pandemics and everything else that's happened to this community I don't think that anybody should bet against you there when it comes to trying to get that goal at Oakland U because You've already embodied Oxford Strong, so you are the perfect person to be a Grizzly. Thank you. It means a lot, yeah. No, I'm all in. I'm all in. It was such a pleasure to meet you guys. Thank you so much for making the time this week. All the best to you moving forward. Thank you. Appreciate it. And now let's bring back Brady Carpenter, Tony Giorgio, and Eddie Bienyez for five things that you need to know about these senior members of the Oxford baseball team. What is your walk-up song? Okay, so my walk-up song originally was Inventions as a Rider by Tupac. I'm a big like West Coast Classics guy. Coach Herrick decided to take it off because it's 80s theme, so I think he made something else. I can't even remember what it is, but something weird. I don't even know, but yeah, that's what it is. Did you even know those songs before you heard them? I knew most of them, but he told me that. I told him, like, hey, could you just give me like a Rocky Four or something? And he was like, no, nah, I got something special for you. So it was like a slow, like dancing song and I was like okay whatever uh bow with the bow by Kid Rock uh yeah I like a lot of older stuff heavy metal that type of stuff I don't know what it currently is now since we just switched to 80s but it was uh it was Green Onions which is the uh it's the the Sandlot song if you're not familiar with it that they walk out to when they uh they meet their rival team or whatever you play ball like a girl I thought that was a classic just good one to walk out to who is your all-time favorite Major League Baseball player? My all-time favorite, uh, probably, I'm going to go with David Ortiz. Um, I grew up watching him, and I loved the Red Sox. And David Ortiz, watching him hit home runs was something special. And, you know, as much as I'm a Tigers fan, uh, seeing Big Poppy hit that grand slam. Hard hit into right, back at the wall, I was going to say, that's almost sacrilege yeah, for you yeah, being Ortiz yeah, after that. hitting that home run. You know, it was a love-hate. You know, I was a Tigers fan, but I'm also a Red Sox guy because I love Fenway Park, and my, my cousin lived in Boston for a little bit, so I wish I could have gone and seen him, but, you know, I grew up watching him. Have you ever been to Fenway? No, I wish I, I could, but Same I try. Here. I wish I could because that's definitely a, a venue I like to see.
Uh, I'm a huge fan of Dansby Swanson. Oh, two to Dansby. Hit in the air to deep right field. This one's heading back towards the wall. This ball is gone! A tie game! It's tied up on a solo homer by Dansby Swanson. The way he carries himself and just everything he does on the field, both on and off the field, I think is something really special to watch. I go Miguel Cabrera. Watching Miguel Cabrera my whole life. Why not Miguel Cabrera, probably? Now the 3-1. A bullet off the glove of the shortstop Pena. And Miguel Cabrera now passes Al Kaline with 3,008 career hits. What was it like to see him just last week get hit number 3,000? I, uh, I stopped everything I was doing. I had to sit down and watch it for myself, and it was pretty incredible to see. What are some of your fondest Miguel Cabrera moments? I would definitely go with the home run against Mariano Rivera and against the Yankees. The 2-2. Two -two. High fly ball center field. Gardner going back, still going back. Track, wall, and gone! Unbelievable! He did it again! You want some of those? Come get some. Miguel Cabrera, a straightaway two-run shot on one leg. What is the best post-game meal after a baseball game? Definitely Buffalo Wild Wings for sure, going down with the team. I think we did that after we played at Comerica Park, and probably I was so hungry, and... You know, wings always hit different, so. What's your sauce? What's your go-to? Uh, I got to go with honey barbecue or garlic parmesan for sure. And then V-dubs. Brady's, yep. got it. Brady's got it all day. You know, I know Brady said V-dubs, but I think the Oxford Tap has better wings, so I don't think you can beat Tap wings. Uh, I mean, you got, I think they have, what, 15? You get them Tap style. That, that You can't beat that. What kind of sauce are you going with? No sauce. You just got to go straight Tap style wings. What is the all-time best baseball movie? Major League. I'm going to go with Major League. I grew up watching that one with the Cleveland Indians. Uh, makes me laugh every time with uh, uh, Rick Vaughn and Ricky Dor or Dorn and, uh, you know, all the coach, all those guys. And, you know, that's my favorite one. I could watch it probably a hundred times and laugh every time. So. What's your favorite line from the movie? Uh... Probably give him the heater when he gives when he tells Ricky. I say I try to say it in center field all the time. Can you do the voice? Give him the heater. <laughs> give him the heater. Just a bit outside. Brady hit the nail on the head with Major League, so I would say probably either that or the Sandlot. You're killing me, Smalls. Just because I grew up watching that movie and just to see those kids love for baseball, I think it's something that I picked up on as well. Who would you like to face if you could face any pitcher in the Major Leagues, past or present? Uh, I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna go with Shohei Otani right now. Uh, I feel like that dude's just a freak right now. And you know, watching him just throw like a hundred, and then like his pitches, I see um, either definitely Shohei Otani or Max Scherzer, because Scherzer is someone that I idolize. I'm not a pitcher, but if I was, or if I could be, Max Scherzer's definitely got to watch. He just does everything right, and I'm um, I'm just blown away by how many no hitters he could have had or whatever. And he's definitely one of the best pitchers I think the Detroit Tigers ever had too. Man, that'd be tough. I, you know, I'd love to see, uh, I'd love to get in the box against Prime Nolan Ryan. He was just an animal on the mound, but I think that'd be a really cool experience. Give me a roll this Chapman, I want the heat. He's a huge, big dude, he throws fast. I mean, just bring it on, I guess. And that is going to be a wrap on this week's show. Many thanks once again to the Oxford baseball team and the entire Oxford community. 
we are all Oxford Strong. If you would like to continue to follow this podcast, you can follow A Duff Said by going to my website, aduffsaid.com. A Duff Said can be heard on the Podbean app or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow me on Facebook by going to my page, sports journalist Duff Tyler. You can also hit me up on Twitter, at Duff Tyler. Until next time, I am Duff Tyler, and I am reminding you that if Duff said it, it must be true. Because that's what a Duff said.